Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for listening to localjobnetwork.com radio. This is Employment Notebook, where we utilize the expertise of our guests to examine a variety of workplace concerns. Today we're looking at weight discrimination in the workplace as it's a topic that has some different layers to it and a subject many people have asked about. Now to help us with that conversation, we have Jim Parks, a partner with Jaffe, Rate, Hewer, and Weiss, and a member of the firm's litigation group as well. Jim, thanks for coming on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me. So as I mentioned, it's a topic people have asked about. You see it in the news, of course. You see different aspects of it. Uh, what sort of experience do you have in dealing with weight discrimination and sort of the work you've done? Sure. I think I brought one of the first cases to trial on a plaintiff that had a weight discrimination case several years ago. And after several years in, or several years, it just seemed like several years, <laughs> several days in trial, it was settled. So there are very few reported cases of weight discrimination, but I believe that it's really one of the last bastions of discrimination that's permitted in the workplace. You see it all the time. And Michigan is the only state in the union, actually, that has a law prohibiting discrimination based on weight. Really? Um, yes, it's the only one. In, in Michigan, we have what they call like a mini Title VII. It, 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 it mimics the Title VII Protection Act, Discrimination Act. And in Michigan, we have height, weight, uh, and marital status as hmm. added protected classes. Very okay. few places do. There's probably about six cities throughout the United States that have something on weight discrimination, but we're the only state, hmm. which, which is still surprising to me. Sure. It seems prehistoric. And we'll definitely touch on that side of it as well as, you know, where has it gone? Where are we going with it? For yourself, maybe in the industry, how do you classify or define weight discrimination in the workplace? Weight discrimination is any any adverse job or, or hostile work environment or job decision based upon someone's weight, at least in Michigan, is illegal. Mm -hmm. And discrimination can, discrimination usually... Well, we all know what it is. You know, it's kind of like pornography. You can't really describe it, but sure. you know what it is when you see it, yeah. you know? Yep. So, so, I mean, from getting jobs to promotions to there, there's, a, there's an antiquated and unfortunate stereotype of people who have weight issues, people of weight, and that's that they're lazy, they're slobs, they're not as intelligent, they don't care about themselves or they have some kind of a problem. Hmm. The truth is, factually, when, when, you, when, when you look at this and you apply science, weight is a many, many, many times a preordained condition, hmm. um, which very few people will acknowledge. If you were to say to someone, you're black, so I'm not gonna, I, I really don't want you around my office, you know, 80 years ago, that would've worked. Sure, sure. Today, you can say, you know what? You, you don't really kind of fit the image and everyone who's a, who has a weight issue or is of weight certainly knows what that means. You're too fat to work here. So why do you think, as you mentioned, you, know, you, you also had that same phrase in an article of talking about the last bastion of discrimination in the workplace yeah. that's acceptable in terms of this weight discrimination. Right. Why do you think it is sort of seen as acceptable and kind of okay in a lot of people's eyes? My personal opinion is that I think people think it's okay because they think it's that person's fault. Okay. You, you can say, you know what, if they just stop eating, they wouldn't be fat. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if someone would just stop drinking, they wouldn't be an alcoholic. And if someone just didn't stop, and that's assuming that it's, a, that it's not a predestined uh, condition. Right. Um, but, you know, it's even on the playground, the playground test. I mean, kids have always bullied kids. And I bet the only thing they're still allowed to do it with is weight. Hmm. They can't do it because of their color. They can't do it because of their 
their eye shape. They can't do it. None of that is ever acceptable anymore. 20 years ago, it was just fine. The only one left is you're fat, and it's okay to make fun of that. Would you say that there is more awareness now in terms of weight discrimination and something employers maybe at least try to acknowledge, or do you think there hasn't been much movement? I mean, where do you think we've gone in the last 20, 10 years to today? How much movement has there been? Minimal. Really? I'll, I'll, go, I'll go a step further. De minimis. <laughs> Even in the state of Michigan that has the only law, there are, there are no cases that have gone all the way through. Sure. Um, in the six different states or cities, I don't know of any that – I'm sure there have been a couple, but I don't know of them. And it's like – but our hope, you know, your, your hope is that people are getting it, like even with sexual preference, mm-hmm. which was not protected hardly anywhere except in a few isolated places till a couple of years ago. And now it's becoming much more accepted. You know, you just hope that it'll turn around, it, that people will, will finally get it. It waits like every other class that deserves some protection. Right. As you mentioned, I think a lot of it's a mentality that people have, and you even took it back to sort of the, the schoolyard, if you will. That may be the more difficult part to change is the, the mentality of employers and peers and whatnot. But what about from the legal side? Why has it been such a challenge? Why hasn't it been able to be pushed through to become you know, a legal form of, of discrimination? Because I think most people of weight are still so sometimes guilty. Sometimes sometimes they don't feel deserved of that protection. Sometimes they buy into it maybe that, you know, if I would lose some weight, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have these problems. Mm-hmm. And other times it's just that, again, it's still considered a fault instead of a condition. Right. And until it's considered a condition, I don't think people want to raise it. They, they'd rather not raise it if they didn't have to. But most people don't. The other thing is, uh, Tim, most people don't know that there are ways in the workplace to raise it as a protected class. Okay. For example, under the, the ADA, Americans with Disability Act, if, it, if your weight uh, affects any bodily functions, which is a very broad category, right. in, in any meaningful way, and that, and that um, affects your – that's a major life activity, and it affects you – gives you substantial limitations – that usually has to do with duration, then you may have protection, and very few people know they have protection under the Americans with Disability Act right. if they're treated differently because of their weight. Right. Most people don't know that. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask where that sort of was in this pantheon of discrimination because I've seen plenty of that about obesity being considered a disability in some cases. I mean, are there, you right. mentioned a couple of those kind of guidelines there. How do you go about proving that without making it seem like you are not fit for the job? I, I, to me, there seems like a, a delicate dance, but I want to get your expert take on it. Sure. Well, it, it, there's really an analysis that goes through. It's a case-by-case basis. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first thing would really be to look at the definition of disability. Is it an impairment? Well, if you can't breathe right or you can't walk through an airport and it affects one of your bodily functions, what's a bodily life function like breathing, walking? Even texting these days, I think, is. <laughs> I mean, seriously, can you get along without it? And then if it's a substantial limitation, means how long? It used to be at least to look at like if it lasts 90 days or more. Okay. In our case, that's obviously it. And then if they're qualified, are they disabled? And then are they qualified? And then they're entitled to a reasonable accommodation. What does that mean? Maybe I need two seats on an airplane, okay? And my employer should buy that because it is a disability, 
and it's a reasonable accommodation. Mm -hmm. Is it reasonable? Sure, that's not that much money. What's the big deal? I mean, um, I have to travel. Well, is that an essential job function? Each case has to be taken differently. Sure. I had a case several years ago with a gentleman who I'm very still dear friends with who was so tortured in his job, and he was so accomplished at one of the major big three automotive companies that when he would go down to get his yearly awards, people would say things, well, oh, here goes here goes the whole stadium coming to the right because so-and-so is walking down the aisle. Oh, geez. Everyone thought it was fine. It put him into a major depression Oh yeah. after years and years of dealing with it. So um, the point is, as I said, it, it's a case-by-case basis, and you really have to define what are the essential functions of the job, what are your bodily functions that it may occur, and that's how you look at the analysis of whether it's covered under the ADA. Right. Going back to the idea of, of you know weight discrimination, as you mentioned, you have height and weight as being considerations uh, in Michigan. Do you see discrimination in the workplace? From your experience, I'm sure you've you've read and researched plenty as well. Do you see it being equal among the sexes in the workplace as far as that discrimination with weight? I would say not. I would say the majority of the victims in our society are female as a rule. And again, I think that's more or less the social uh, concept of body image and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be a big guy, and wow, he must have been a football player. And <laughs> right. in some in some ways, that can be a a positive macho thing. But if you see a woman of that size, uh, it's yeah, what's wrong with her? So I think it, it, it and and oftentimes men, whether they are or not, appear to be more you know tough skinned about it. They're not going to go to a supervisor as readily until they have a nervous breakdown. Sure. About being teased by the, if the guys are teasing the office because they're fat, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Could probably come back at them with something and just kind of go back and forth for a little bit. Probably exactly. that'd be my guess. But, but that's just—it's just exact. Tim, the, the problem is that's exactly the same thing as making fun of someone because of their religious belief mm-hmm. or their or another protected class. It's ridiculous that it's still permitted. How about, does it matter what industry someone's working in? And I bring that up because of, of course, the idea of the restaurants like Hooters or uh, you, Hooters, had, right. you had the case as well where you had a, you know, a, a casino with some uh, some females who brought up, hey, we were we had to go to these weigh-ins and it couldn't be a certain yeah. amount of body fat. And I even mm-hmm. think of something like a trainer, uh, you know, maybe at a fitness location. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, the, is there gray area there? Is that what makes it tough? Because if, if I'm going to a trainer, male or female, I would like to see them being in that sort of at least close to peak physical shape. So right. I guess where, where do you see the balance with industry when you're talking about this type of mm-hmm. thing? That's a great question because – as we were saying earlier, it, in order for it to be a uh, something that requires accommodation, uh, the, the first question is really whether or not it's an essential job function. Mm-hmm. People could say that it's an essential job function for someone to be, if they're too light, physically too light to do a job. Maybe they have to stand on something that's a scale that if it's less than 100 pounds, it won't move. Okay, mm-hmm. And they have to do that to do their job. I don't know. I'm just making it up. <laughs> they can apply for what is called the BFOQ, a bona fide occupational qualification, with the EEOC to say, hey, we need someone over 100 pounds, so give us a BFOQ so we don't get sued. Okay. Um, that, that's one industry a standard, if you will. I had a case uh, having nothing to do with this, but I spent a lot of time in Japan, and it was mind-boggling talking about the different 
areas uh, or, or the, the, the different segments of work where you, could, you would read in Japanese, large-breasted, young, pretty receptionist needed. I remember reading something about was, that, yeah. Totally legal. Right. I mean, it, it was insane. I mean, it was it was crazy. But my point is this: Yeah, in certain industries, there could be BFOQs. I'm not for one minute saying that you need a thin person at at the uh, at the reception desk. But in different societies, there are different norms. Mm-hmm. How much of it comes down to the policy that's originally written with that employer? Because a lot of times we hear about that with with anything. If you're talking about you know discipline or recognition, that it's so important to have it in those policies. Where does the idea of appearance fall in the line when it comes to that policy? Again, if it, writing a policy is is the first step, okay. absolutely, with protecting it. Yes, every employer should have that, and they should have that for reasons to protect themselves because if it is an employer manual, employee manual, and it's a policy, that can be a defense. Hmm. If someone comes to you and says, I've been treated poorly because of my weight, and they sue you or your supervisor. So every employer should have a policy covering that, number one. But number two, where it really comes down to it is enforcing the policy and what's accepted. As, as we know about sexual harassment and hostile work environment, People think it's really funny until somebody gets sued, mm-hmm. you know? Right, right. Same type of thing. So it's what does what the employer put up with, not just what does the employer put in their manuals. And I think the reason I brought that up, too, is I think as an employee, you should be aware of, you know, what you're agreeing to, so to speak. Not that it's always necessarily legal, but so that you understand maybe what you're up against if something were to come up like that. Um, you know, again, we appreciate the conversation with this. I know it can be a difficult thing to talk about in, in terms of these theories and generalities. As you said, so much of it can be a, a case-by-case basis. For yourself, for those people listening out there, what would you want to give to them as sort of the, the final takeaway from this conversation to, to say, you know, if there's anything you really need to take out of what we're talking about in terms of weight discrimination, as an yep. employee specifically, what would you want to give them today? From the employee standpoint, the takeaway has to be that Accepting harassment because of weight is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Just like if it were any other protected class that now no one's allowed to do. And it takes people to stand up to say, you know what? This isn't my fault. This is, a, this, is, this is who I am. And you have no right to treat me different in any way or harass me or put me in a position where I have a hostile work environment because of my weight. Jokes about weight aren't funny. In Michigan, they're not legal, and the takeaway would be that people should stand up for their rights, people of weight, and exercise those rights, either under the ADA or one of the local statutes, Um, but it it ought to stop. As I've said, it's the last bastion of discrimination. And it ought not be anymore. Well, that sounds like a perfect place to finish off the discussion today. So that will do it for us on this edition of Employment Notebook. We have been discussing the topic of weight discrimination in the workplace. And to help us break that all down, we've been speaking with Jim Parks, who is a partner with Jaffe, Ray, Hewer, and Weiss Law Firm. And uh, he has plenty of experience working with this idea of discrimination, not only in weight, but in other aspects as well. Jim, we do appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience with us. My pleasure, Tim. Thank you for the opportunity. Of course, we also want to hear from you, the listener. If you have any comments or suggestions about this or any show on LGN Radio, just shoot us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.